Hey everybody, welcome back to Project America. I'm your host, Michael Romines, here with my co-host, Sean Singer. Hey. And our guest today is Ty Hermes. Hey guys, uh, thanks for uh, having me on today. Of course. So why don't you introduce yourself, Ty? Okay, well, hey everyone, my name's uh, Ty Hermish. I'm a sophomore here at ESU. I am majoring in uh, health and human performance. Um, I'm on here today, well, well, Micah will say, I like sports and like watching them and playing them, so Micah thought it'd be a good idea to have me on and talk a little bit about sports and what's right. going on about them. So basically what we're going to talk about today is, like Ty said, we're going to go over some of the some topics in sports. Uh, we're going to hit a little bit on the NBA and the NFL and college football and such. Uh, so one of the things that we'll touch base on is just kind of the push for social justice and equality. Um, we'll go through and we'll just kind of talk about like our favorite teams of the uh, NBA, MLB, and NFL, and we'll talk some about the same in college football. And uh, what we'll also hit on is how COVID is affecting sports and how um, it's kind of changing the way that the game is played and how it is viewed. Um, and then we'll we'll kind of backtrack and go back to college football and we'll talk about how, uh, well, we'll talk about college football and high school uh, once we get towards the end here. And we'll talk about how uh, things such as grades and uh, participation and your character can affect uh, your playtime and the way that you're actually used in the sport. Um, so to start off, we're just going to have Ty uh, go ahead and start telling us a little bit about sports and uh, what makes him passionate about sports. Oh yeah. So sports, sports definitely had, and it did, and it has had a big impact in my life for sure. Like, I believe like when everyone has played sports, it's a big, it's a big part of everyone's life. It's like it really helps kind of build character and kind of piece mm -hmm. a person together. You get a you learn how to like work with people, and you learn how to. Uh, develop certain social skills that are really important for when you get into the real life. I yeah. think that's kind of why it's so central to like our culture here in the U.S. too. Mm -hmm, definitely, like it builds builds character, build uh, relationships with like your teammates and everyone on the, like even your coaches too. Like I know for myself, I've developed great relationships with my coaches in like high school and I mean now in college. Like it may mainly just friends, but. Building that relationship in sports is a big impact in everyone's lives. I think one of the big things that uh, sports taught me when I was in high school is that it really taught me how to respect another person. Uh, mm. Not only, and I mean, we should respect people no matter what, even if you're not a sports goer, you should, you should certainly know how to respect people. But uh, I'm, in a different sense, it taught me how to respect people for the certain skills and attributes they have. Uh, and, and track, Ty and I ran against each other and, um, you know, before, before we would run, you, we would spew like a little bit of trash talk here and there uh -huh, and, you definitely. know, like, oh, you're going to pull your hamstring again. Oh no. And me and me telling him, you know, like, well, you're going to be able to catch me this time and yada, yada. But at the end of the race, it was always a good handshake or a hug and, and the sportsmanship. And, uh, I think that's really important, uh, thing to carry on into your, the next parts of your life is learning how to build respect for people for, uh, the skills and uh, character that they possess and it's especially really important when you deal with coaches uh, because not only are you learning the respect and stuff but you're also learning how to deal with people that are older than you 
uh, and they kind of help you see in different light and coaches play a big part um, and building character in students especially if you uh, look at football um, for the Sabetha watchers out there or anyone from Seneca or uh, from Gardner or anything like that um, you a lot of times you can especially really see this in football teams coaches drill it in their head and into their athletes head you know the whole discipline respect and uh, pinpoint accuracy over uh, building a better person for family uh, in Sabetha we call it faith family football faith comes first family comes next the sport comes last and, and that, that can that can transcribe into any situation and I think that's a really important thing uh, about sports and about what sports teaches us and yeah I just what Micah like just all said I totally agree with yeah like sportsmanship like we were I don't know if we were friends but that's like how we became friends basically like during track at first it kind of started off as just he was from Seneca and I was a shy guy and I was like well I, I should kind of know him yeah um, and I was shy too at the <laughs> moment so like I could definitely say we were both in that same boat and and then yeah track came around and oh boy howdy anytime we saw each other on the field warming up it was like we were best friends <laughs> and so just building that that friendship like well and it definitely, I mean, it definitely paid off. Uh, I don't, I didn't know Ty was here until I actually did my college visit, but uh, luckily Ty and I actually ended up on the same floor here and I'm a freshman and he's a sophomore this year at ESU. Um, and if it weren't for track and me building that relationship with Ty and uh, reaching out and him reaching out as well to build that relationship, uh, that would be one less friend that I would have here at ESU. Mm -hmm. And um uh, if you if you think about think about one of your friends that you have and think of how one of your actions if you would have changed and done something different um, could have meant that you would never have that person in your life then it, it kind of puts the whole thing into perspective how even the little things can change your life dramatically and um, that that goes for a lot of things but I feel like in sports when we're talking about uh, and I'm sure it goes for even you know like the NFL and MLB and stuff like that but when we talk about like high school and stuff when uh, building relationships with your peers is very important uh, that helps it quite a bit mm -hmm. uh, and it shows I, I, like I said perfect example of Ty and I it shows that later on down the road it could really pay off oh definitely but well, um, well I guess we'll move on from here so, uh, so yeah we kind of established the sports are important mm -hmm. for uh, our youth yeah well, at least in your guys' schools, Gardner-Edgerton, they were uh, not quite that important in the sense that our teams were not very good. <laughs> and there, there were many fights that broke out at sports games. Yeah. yeah. So one, one thing we do kind of want to touch on a little bit is we do want to touch on the uh, NBA movement and uh, how the NBA is uh, using their platform as professional athletes to fight for social justice and equality. Mm -hmm. And one question I have for you, uh, I know you probably pay attention to basketball a lot more than I do. I'm not yeah. really a big fan of the NBA. I don't really support NBA. Yeah. Uh, not for this reason at all. I just specifically don't like basketball and I don't like the NBA. Um, but from your, from your uh, own opinion, what is your stance on how the NBA is using their platform to uh, fight for... Um, social justice and equality so well first of all like the NBA is like 
they just had the finals and it's over now. But when they did, like, so they went into a bubble because of this whole COVID situation. So explain, first of all, explain a bubble for anyone who doesn't necessarily watch NBA or doesn't watch sports. Okay, so basically when this whole, the NBA season was still going on and like COVID at that point, I think it was back in February, January, I believe. And this was when COVID was like rising and all of a sudden an NBA player got tested positive right before an NBA game. And so they basically had to clear the courts and they didn't play that game. And then there's other games playing that night as well. But I know I don't recall if they played or not. But then afterwards, they basically shut the whole NBA season down for a couple months, I think. And then they came together and created this bubble where they went to Orlando and stayed at a Disney World. And it was the top eight teams in each conference. And then you had to be so many games behind if you had could make a chance for the playoffs. And they just basically finished the NBA season off in Orlando and did the playoffs and the finals there. And I know this doesn't have a lot to do with the NBA, yeah. but uh, let's use the Chiefs for an example here. A little while back, they had some players that tested positive. How mm-hmm. come we didn't see the same thing when it comes to NFL? Um, Does that have to do with the fact that there's not necessarily uh, as much contact? Because I know, you know, like on a basketball yeah. court, you know, you're all... Well, football well, players and it's pretty inside. easy to adapt to like, mm-hmm. you know, something like that. And I think mainly because they could just quarantine themselves mm-hmm. like I don't know if they went there or they like I I honestly really don't know it's but still kind of two different situations I yeah. Think. yeah they're not uh-huh. as like I don't like what Sean said they're not as close contact with I each guess, other they're guess, adapting in different ways one, one thing I don't understand is you know um, I okay first of all COVID is real and it can be dangerous it's kind of like the flu it's dangerous oh, no are you gonna right. start on no I'm not well what I'm gonna say is uh, the huge difference apparently that it makes that being outside, it's okay to you know not have a mask on. It's okay to be right in front of other players' faces, but if that was inside, that's like a sin, and that's one of the things I don't really get. Like yeah, okay, outside a lot more air movement, a lot more airspace, and all that, but if it can still go six feet and you're sitting right in front of the people, um, how does how does COVID just be like nah? I don't know, like, I think just because they're much older than us, I think they have a more of a mindset that, like, hey, we're actually playing in a season, so we actually need to No, yeah, yeah, no, be I... more, like, cautious about yeah. this, so, like, they're not, they're just staying at home. I guess, I guess... They're not I, going out. I guess what I'm really asking, yeah, is kind of like that. I guess what I was really asking is, like, what steps are the NFL taking differently? Just as like a side note onto the COVID part of sports. If um, you know, I don't. I don't. I, I, I guess I don't. I really don't know, but I think they're, like, I mean, being more precautious. Like, I think they're COVID testing like every single day, like before practice, and then. Mm-hmm. I think I saw. I think I saw something. Uh, one of the Titans players got a one-game ban or something like that. 
and uh, I think the NFL has certain restrictions. Like players aren't allowed to go and go certain places and do certain things. Yeah, um, I mean, I think if they do, they'll probably get in trouble. Yeah. But anyway, we can we can hop back on. That was just a off topic question. We can hop back on to uh, NBA and. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a, there's a, like that is actually a topic, but we just got sidetracked yeah. oh, from yeah. it. It happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you. We've kind of just learned how to like you know we'll get sidetracked a little bit. And then we'll kind of just turn it back around, and then we'll kind of plow through, and then we come back to that point. We as long as we keep an eye on the time, I'll keep an eye. I don't know, it happens. But but yeah. Anyways, the NBA kind of had a big involvement after what's his name, uh, George Floyd. George Floyd, yeah. and then all the like Breonna Taylor. Mm-hmm. They wanted to like, especially LeBron James for sure. I think had a big part in it, but they just wanted to. Like, they knew they probably couldn't do much, but they wanted to try, so they they wanted to, uh, like, have their own name. Like, instead of their last names on the back of their jerseys, they wanted, like, a saying. So, like, peace or... I don't even know what the yeah, other... Yeah, we got. So, but do you, do you think that using a platform like that was appropriate f- for such a manner? Because, uh, let, let's... I know this is kind of hard to do, but let's kind of take morals out of it. Sports mm-hmm. are sports. People watch sports not yeah. to watch movements. They watch sports because they want to see two teams play basketball. Mm-hmm. Not because they want to see social justice or anything. Like, don't get me wrong. Social justice yeah. is very, very important. Mm-hmm. But if we, if we kind of take a little bit of the morals out of it and we really think of why people watch basketball on TV or why people go to basketball games, they're not going for that stuff. So do you think that it was appropriate? Like, just personal opinion, do you think it was appropriate that they use this as a platform to talk about social justice and equality, or do you think it was inappropriate? Um, and it's not, it's not bad either way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not bad, just an opinion. Like, it was like, I feel like it, they tried to make a point, but just not in the right way. Because mm-hmm. didn't they threaten to stop playing? Some players actually did, mm-hmm. because of the whole, like I know, I don't know if you guys know him, but I think it was like maybe Kyrie Irving. I think he, like, he said, they came out with it, and then he's like, oh, I just, I'm not going to play because of, I'm not going to just play for, a like, a stance. I actually kind of have an opposite view of Micah in the sense that I kind of felt like the movement that the, um, you know, that what the NBA was doing felt almost, like, vapid and, like, commercial. Like, they were clearly only trying to um, do all this for money and not because they cared. Would you say that is accurate, or do you think that the players' involvement in that made it uh, more genuine? Mm, I knew maybe some players for sure had, like, they wanted, they actually did want social change mm-hmm. and, like, equality. Oh, I'm sure. But maybe. I, I, as opposed I understand to like, where you're going. As opposed to, like, when it was just players, like, kneeling during the anthem themselves to make a protest. Yeah. I mean, like, when the NBA starts band-aiding well, protests from the top down, it kind of felt to me... I've, little, actually, I've actually seen this a on, little fake, on a different stance, and it's actually kind of upset me. Um, this is off-topic from sports, but being a small business owner, I do a lot through Facebook, and I have a lot of Facebook groups. And, and, and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying this is bad, but I think it was wrong because it was being used in the wrong way. Uh, but people were there were there were times where people were only going through and they would only buy from black shop owners 
And I'm not necessarily saying that's a bad thing. It's not. If you want to support a black-owned shop, then, then please do it. If you want to support a Mexican-owned shop, please do it. If you want to support male or female, that's your, your, your right as a consumer to, to pick and choose. Um, but I felt like it was very wrong that people were bringing so many different uh, things into this and trying to coerce all of this just because, you know, the color of your skin is going to determine how much money I spend at your shop. And I, I feel like that's wrong. And I feel like uh, it, it kind of connects with Sean's point because... Uh, it's consumeristic, I, and I think well, like I did, it's turning I, on. There were some people on there in those groups that I saw that were talking about this stuff, and I saw them on there like every day. I'm a black shop owner. Please come to my shop, yada, yada, yada. And I was like, you're just abusing a situation to profit off it. it and and I felt real. like that was really wrong. So the question that, that uh, Sean asked, I feel like is an actual – actually, it's an honest, valid question. Where, it feels um, kind of gross to me to turn something like important, like a movement for social justice and equality, into some sort of money-making scheme, about. or to conflate like spending money or watching TV with, because you know, fighting for justice. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know exactly what I'm going at with that, but that's mm -hmm. my thoughts on it. Because it, the players have a right to make their <clears throat> own stance and use a platform to make their mm -hmm. own stance. Definitely. Even though I disagree that they're using a sports platform to do so, I think you know, doing it outside of the sports would would probably help them gain a little bit more support. Uh, but I, I, I have personally seen a problem with that in the business world where people are abusing the social inequality and social uh, justice stance that we have in America right now and, and profiting off it. And I think it's a, a big concern of mine uh, that some people in the NBA were trying to do this because, you know, if they were black and they knew that if they were doing some of these things, then sales of things with their merchandise may go up because people that's what people are wanting to spend money on and like i said that's all fine and dandy if you want to support that that's fine but to profit off of a movement that's really important in america right now i feel like is pretty much honestly cynical yeah yeah but that being said uh We'll, we'll kind of move away from that. I know it's... So what do you think about this current season of football? Um, <clears throat> like uh, oh. NFL or college-wise? Yeah. Uh, either one. We can kind like, of honestly, I'm, like, I'm glad it's here. Yeah. Like, um, I mean, I'm a big Chiefs fan and K-State fan, so <laughs> Chiefs yeah. all the way. But uh, I'm glad to see them playing and, like, they haven't got shut down because of COVID. Mm -hmm. I knew K-State, like, during the summer had a rampant COVID situation going on. And they kind of actually, like, I think it was a few months ago, maybe. They actually had a little, another COVID breakout. But I, I know the, uh, KU had a pretty bad thing where students were actually uh, protesting. They were doing walkouts. Oh, yeah. That's we had I've, a bunch of... Um, People on our football team test positive a few weeks ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. and actually here that's at ESU... That's why we had to, like, stop doing a lot of the yeah, football Yeah, here stuff. at ESU, we stopped everything. Yeah, we? we were... Like, yeah, there was a big COVID... Yeah. Well, I don't say big, but it was a COVID outbreak with, like, the baseball team, so mm -hmm. practices were shut down for, like, two weeks. Yeah, yeah they stopped that for a little while. Yeah, it's crazy stuff, but it's good to see, like, the NFL um, mm -hmm. still trying its best. And, and I, I, I really, really appreciate the NFL... Just kind of going back to my uh, NBA comment, I really appreciate how the NFL is focusing, you know, 
they're through commercials and stuff they're still voicing their support for the movement and the fight for social justice and such mm -hmm. but when it gets time for the game they're about the game mm -hmm. they they're there and they're doing what people want to watch and during things like commercial breaks and stuff then they're like talking about that and using that platform in a, in a way and i think that's they're oh, doing yeah. that in an appropriate manner i don't understand what you're saying you think that um, the Chiefs are going to get back to the Super Bowl this year? Oh boy, I hope so. They like right now how they're playing. They've got they've got a good chance. I, I saw a really funny post on Facebook the other night. It was uh, Patrick Mahomes got reported for animal abuse against the Broncos, <laughs> and I was like, "That's funny," because they slaughtered them. They I went did. back and I watched the highlight reel for that. They played really good. They did. I was really proud of them. But they they've got a good chance. Who do you? I don't know if, who do you guys think would play in the Super Bowl, or if you know. I think just from what we've oh, seen. I hope that the Chiefs got there. It's, yeah, sure. it's really hard to kind of judge it because we didn't see anything. We didn't see any playoffs or anything like that. We haven't seen mm -hmm. teams build, so we just kind of get like this is what they are right now. And you know, a lot of times during the playoffs, during like the first few games of the playoffs, you know, they seem like they're kind of fumbling. They're just you know playing like mm -hmm. high school football, and then we watch them build and we watch how they're like. You can kind of tell how the what kind of effort the team is putting in, Definitely. and we really haven't gotten to see that. But I think uh, we have seen that with the Chiefs this last these last few weeks. I mean, they played the Raiders, uh, they lost that uh, the game before that when they played the Chargers. Yeah, the Chargers. Uh, they they won it in overtime with the field goal, which Butker came in clutch. But what in the hell happened to him? The dude can't make an extra point. Yeah. He can't make an extra point. It's making me grumpy. Let's go ahead and let's like kick three the the same field goals and then like beat the franchise record, keep in mind. Yeah. Three times in a row. Yeah. Act like it's nothing. And then for the next three games not be able to make an extra point. Come on. You think he practiced it a little bit at some point. I don't know. Oh no, I I yeah. guarantee he's been practicing it like yeah. nobody's business. Uh, yeah, I, I think the Chiefs really have stepped up their game, and I think they showed that with the Broncos. Like, oh, even a bad NFL team is still a good football team. I mean, oh yeah, I don't I don't know about you I mean, guys. Just as a matter of course, they're getting the best kids in the country on there. Yeah, in theory. And, and I don't know about you guys, but uh, my bias normally when I think of a bad football team, I well I guess I used to think of the Raiders as a bad football team. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, I don't really watch a lot of other football games unless it involves the Chiefs. Um, some reason I always come to the Dolphins. Dolphins. Yeah. I always think the Dolphins yeah. are a bad team. I've never watched them, but uh, I don't know Miami Dolphins. It just sounds like a bad. Never really team. hear about them. You don't kind of short down them. there. Don't see a lot of highlight reels that include them. Can't um, remember the last time they've been to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Have they? If they have, it's been a while. Yeah. I don't even know honestly either. Yeah. yeah no, I think the Chiefs have a pretty good chance, and I think. Uh, Mahomes and company will will do good at improving whenever they find a, a leak in the ship, mm -hmm. and uh, they're they're pretty good about patching that. And we've seen that the past couple weeks. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Uh, after that, after the Raiders game, there we saw them patch that leak and build on it, reinforce the hole, and the ship's steaming and ready to go. I guess, as we, like, what do you, you guys think about like college football? these days or do you guys watch I haven't been really keeping up with it lately honestly 
I do not watch college football. I don't know why. I just it's not entertaining for me. Mm-hmm. And I, I think it's only so you're saying you like NFL better than college. I do. But I'm sure my mind would change. Like yeah, if we had college football here, like COVID and stuff wasn't mm-hmm. preventing that. Yeah, if we were holding I, games, then obviously I'd be there. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure like I'd be a little bit more invested in college football because like friends and stuff would be talking about it, and I'd be like, oh, I want to watch that game, or like, oh, I want to watch Emporia yeah. here and there. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't watch a lot. It's just not necessarily as entertaining for me, and I think it's because I I don't know the college players, but I know sure, like Chiefs sure. and stuff like that. Um, so I'm not near as much invested in it. Like yeah, don't get me wrong. NFL's like NFL's got the best players, but I think college yeah. football is like pretty entertaining to watch than NFL because oh it's just like the yeah, atmosphere. That's where the NFL recruits their players from. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. I think like the atmosphere. Like, if you have, like, I've only been, like, a couple K-State and, I mean, Nebraska games. And dudes but, in college are the, you know, the strongest that they'll be in life, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Strongest and most, you know. You know Elliot, Elliot, you know Elliot Strong, don't you? Yeah. Does does he play a lot with K-State? Or is, uh, I don't know. I've I don't know. Do you I've know been, Jack Bloomer from Marysville? Uh, I've definitely heard it. Yeah, so he went to, well, he actually was going to go play football in Nebraska at like a D2 I think but then K-State offered him for a punting job for a punting spot on the team and then he actually took that and he's actually now punting for K-State so that's and like yeah small town kids like he's Elliot Strom's from Sabetha and then Jack Bloomer's from Marysville which is like 30 minutes from 30 minutes from where I live and then 45 from where Michael lives and it's like yeah small town kids actually getting to play and like college is like that's a pretty big dream for like small town kids especially yeah because mm-hmm. no, not a whole lot of kids like from small towns like actually make it to the, the big leagues oh, yeah. yeah unless you're Elliot Strong you just have to you just have to be <laughs> patient but yeah, college sports is absolutely a good way for you know a kid from a small town or from a poor yeah. background to um Definitely. Get an education and an opportunity. I got I got offered to run here at ESU actually, uh, but I, I I ended up not taking it because I had too much on my plate. Mm-hmm. Um, Coach Stanborough actually texted me a couple weeks back. I don't, I should probably reply to him. <laughs> <laughs> I think it would be fun, but I think like it'd be yeah, kind of like I definitely wanted to yeah. play sports in college. And like I don't, I'm not gonna say I like I was the best, but I was like, okay at what I did. Plenty of room for, to like improve. Yeah, like if I actually like, like thought in like probably sophomore year maybe I'm like, hey, so I actually want to do this. I probably should have like started to like actually care about it and like work. Mm. But myself, I know I'm not like the greatest. Like I'm hardworking, but sometimes I know I can like slack and stuff. So right. mm-hmm. it's just. It's you have to have that mindset, and if you want to do it, you got to go for it. And yeah. sports yeah. is like a big investment on mm-hmm. your body, on your on your mental state, on on everything. It's a it's a big investment. You got to be dedicated if you're going to do it, mm-hmm. um, and have a lot of control. Oh yeah. Um, but MLB, I have not. I don't watch baseball. Of, I've actually just recently started watching like the Facebook highlights of baseball. I'm like, oh, I should watch baseball. And then I'll be, like, scrolling through, and I see baseball, and I'm like, 
eh, I don't want to watch baseball. I'm just usually bored watching baseball. I know. Yeah. I just like, I mean, it's a sport. It's like almost over actually right now. They're in the World Series. Oh, really? But I just. Where are the Royals playing? Uh, right now it's the Rays and the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. The Los Angeles Dodgers and Tampa Bay mm-hmm. Rays, if, if you guys wanted to know. So, like, the Royals just come and say hi in 2016 and then dip out? Oh, yeah. Maybe they'll come back in 30 years. Well, didn't Gordon retire? Yeah, Gordon retired this year. So, yeah, I don't but, really have anything to say about the MLB. Yeah, I just <laughs> yeah. I just thought I'd put it on, maybe, yeah. if you guys, I don't know if you I guys did watch baseball. I don't know if this makes me seem uncultured, but it's just way too slow for me compared yeah. to basketball and football. Like, I got to, this is my just opinion, I can't. Mm-hmm watch a baseball game like on tv like i'll get bored yeah i'd actually have to go to a game to watch yeah. it to actually like enjoy it how about that? it's just I, it's, I think it's just how it like the difference i really don't really like football because football has a lot of different like mm-hmm. easy to tell formations a little bit more excitement to me basketball yeah. is just like down and back and down mm-hmm. and back like oh he put it in a tiny circle yay and <laughs> back and down no, I've just never been too entertained by mm-hmm. by basketball. Like when we played it in high school and stuff, I would, I went to the games and I watched it sometimes, and mostly it was just that way. Like I had that experience. What do you guys think about the uh, the WNBA? You ever I seen? don't think I've ever watched WNBA. Uh, I guess maybe like bits and pieces of a game, but mm-hmm. other than that, I really haven't yeah, watched. Just, there's not a whole lot of talk on it. Yeah. Interesting. I wonder why. Have you ever watched, uh, uh, shoot. I'll have to come back in a second. I can't think of the name. Um, Um, just throw it out there. Think of it now. (laughs) Yeah, that's not how it works. (laughs) Just throw it out there. Think of it now. I can't. Uh, no, I have a couple of friends that are really good at basketball. And mm-hmm. I'm really curious to see how far they can take it. Yeah, definitely. Um, Hannah Wartenberger, she's going to Highland. Mm-hmm. Um, it was always pretty fun to watch her play. But uh, I also, like, I knew her since eighth grade, and I kind of saw her progress and saw her go through the whole system of proving that you're worth being on the team and, and stuff like that. And she's put in a lot of hard work, and it's really fun watching her play because she's dedicated and she's... Uh, really invested into it mm-hmm. uh, I've been trying I, I need to ask like when the games are so that way I can go and like try and watch a Highland game and uh, watch her play I think it'd be really interesting it'd be also oh, my yeah. first college basketball game if mm-hmm. I do that but, but yeah, yeah I definitely hear same it. with like Elliot too like I'm really curious to like people I know just to like watch them and see how far they can they can push themselves and go like, I know here, like, yeah, the girls' basketball team was really good last year. And then the boys were, they were, like, here and there. They just, like, couldn't pull it out. Mm-hmm. But um, I guess as we, so we touched on this earlier, but the whole COVID situation right now in sports is, like, it's good they're playing. Don't get me wrong, but I think COVID, yeah, has taken a big part in this whole situation right now. Do you think as far as athletes, uh, 
part of me doesn't really want to say this, but do you think as part of athletes, you know, their their bodies and their immune systems are in good shape, they're in good shape, their, oh, yeah. their hearts are strong. Do you think it's really worth treating COVID as a death sentence when it comes to terms of stuff like this? Versus, you know, doing a situation where they go kind of in like a quote-unquote bubble and and just being a little bit more lenient on it? Yeah. Like, I think, like, college athletes especially, they're at their, like, their peak. Mm -hmm. I don't know if they're at their peak, but they're, like, close to it. Should be. They should be. Because you would think they'd be, like... Pretty healthy yeah, and young like, and strong and all that. Yeah, especially especially guys because uh, oh guys especially women normally after like their senior year they kind of either like level off or some will start like declining in performance and that's just because of hormones and stuff that's mm-hmm. just how their bodies work. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not sexist, people. It's proven research. Sorry, canceled. Uh, yeah, probably. Uh, <laughs> but like men, sometimes they they. Uh, yeah, men peak like in their really early to mid twenties yeah. in terms of like mm-hmm. strength and potential and all that. Um, yeah, like, yeah. Us guys these days are probably you would think college athletes are like especially at their like highest and like they're pretty good, like health wise. Mm-hmm. So I don't. I guess you wouldn't think it'd be a death sentence, but. Kind of stinks, like... Wasn't it back in, like, the 70s when the Wichita State football team got in a plane crash and they all died? Oh, yeah. It was, like, one of the events that, like, precipitated them being... they don't have a football team. Yeah, it was, like, five... And then five years later, they just axed the whole program. I thought they did it, like, after... Right after that happened. No, they did a few more seasons. Oh, they did? Before they got rid of the program. Well, what the hell was the point of that? What? Why why would they... What was the point of the plane crash? No, what... I don't know. Why would they... Maybe it was Emporia State's fault. Well, I mean, because they still had it. Just because all the football players died doesn't mean that they automatically cancel the football program forever. Yeah, but they... They, they eventually did, <laughs> yes. But they still tried it for a few more seasons. Well, you had five or so more good seasons with no more plane crashes. They so. weren't very good seasons. <laughs> uh, but just like... So yeah, sign my, sign our petition to um revive the... WSU football program, please. <laughs> and by revive, I do mean that. But I, yeah, it just kind of stinks how this, because COVID, like, it's like your whole, so many players get it, then the whole practice is like shut down and mm-hmm. you're going to like quarantine for so long. So it's just, college athletes are, we think at that point, now that everybody has had it, now that all if all the players get it and are immune, you'd think they'd all be good to keep going. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then if one, I mean, one you, or two people get it, then it's all shut down. Yeah, this may be a bad comment to make because we're not a hundred percent sure what uh, the long term other effects. yeah the yeah. long term effects of uh, having or getting COVID may be, but let's say we did know. I guess let's talk hypothetical here. Let's say we didn't know the long term effects and it was just like having a flu. You got the flu. You don't get the flu. Yeah. You're good. Would it be beneficial to just get people sick that are healthy and let them ride through it just to be immune? I mean, that's what I. That's what like, I'm honestly, that's what I. Yes and no. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because I know what if you, you were gonna do it with vaccines are safer than that, but yeah. it's like a dirty vaccine. Like that's what I thought at first. I honestly thought it was like a flu, and mm-hmm. so I was just like, "Hey, just just get it." So like. Yeah. 
<laughs> you get it and like you're immune. And everyone's like now like, oh, we gotta we gotta wear a mask and like be this and that. And it's like, I'm, okay. So I do kind of want to touch on this because we're all college students. Uh, and, and there's some people that will probably be listening to this that don't really know what a college campus looks like right now. For, for those of you that don't know what a college campus looks like right now, anytime I go out of my room, mask on. Mm-hmm. I'm okay to take it off outside. Theoretically. I'm okay to take it off while I'm taking a shower. If I'm just going to the bathroom, though, mask stays on. But if I'm taking a shower, the mask can come off. If I'm outside, mask can come off. If I go through Union Hall to go to the cafe, mask on. If I sit down and eat, mask off. If I even mask stand on. up from my chair, mask on. Uh, we're allowed to go in people's rooms now. They, mask they, on. They just re, uh, gave us back those privileges because they control our, our rights. Um, but they say we're supposed to keep our mask on if we have people in our room. I'm really confused on why the hell that matters. If someone's going to be in your room, they're going to be touching all your stuff and sitting in your furniture and stuff like that. But... Surely they got to know that if Ty is coming to my room to record a podcast, he's not going to have his mask on. And I do not right now. <laughs> Just saying the facts. Disclosure, if you're COVID sensitive, I'm around Ty a lot. Sometimes Ty and I go to the cafe a lot and eat. So if Ty or I have it, we've already given it to each other. Oh, yeah, definitely. So him sitting in my room and recording a podcast is not going to kill one of us. No. Um, but yeah, uh... Very, very confusing. A lot of it seems backwards and contradicting. Mm-hmm. Uh, welcome to college. I think a lot of it is probably just PR, in my opinion. A lot of it probably yeah. is. They want... They want people think to about it. If, a, if a college isn't complying with what the state and federal wants... It reflects bad on them. Well, it reflects bad, and it could reflect in funding. Yeah. <laughs> so colleges are going to play buddy-buddy with whoever's giving them the money. Mm-hmm. Especially now that there's like economic problems in the state. And yeah. The, Government's probably going to start cutting budgets all over the place. Mm. But, you know, it, we complain about it a lot, but it's honestly, it's not really that bad. It's annoying. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, normally, if you forget about a mask or something like that, they just say, hey, can you put your mask on? Or, hey, do you got a mask? If you don't, they'll give you one. Um, they're really nice and really polite about it. They're lenient with it. Uh, all they ask is you just follow the rules as much as you can. Definitely. And... Honestly, there's no point in raising a big stink and trying to fight it. Just oh, yeah. do it. It's not going to kill you. It's, it's a lot better than it could be, honestly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I, I don't like saying this because it, I don't like the idea of it, but Matt, the whole mask thing is, became a habit. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. The, the, my mom, my, uh, a few weeks back, my mom came to say hi, and we were going to go to Walmart and go do some shopping. And I had my mask on the entire time I was around my mom. Like, I got to have it because I was like next to people mm-hmm. and my mom was like why do you have your mask on and I was like sorry it's a habit because in Sabetha that's not the, no ordinances oh, yeah, like no. with that like when I went back home yeah it's super weird I didn't wear it at all surreal um but yeah though now that it's getting cold and windy and snowy again I kind of appreciate how it's kind of just like a scarf that you carry with you oh definitely yes yeah. oh. especially like today <laughs> someone was yeah. asking me why I had it like had my mask on the other day when it was cold and I was like it warms my face up oh yeah so like today like so it snowed for the first time here oh, in yeah. Emporia yeah that's probably yeah. good context most of, it, <laughs> most of it was ice but I definitely like I had an ADM and I was like yeah, the wind was rough this morning. It was and rough this morning, so I was, was like, I have a mask on. I was like... Having a mask was nice. 
yeah, the mask is like, I didn't wear it at all. Like, I didn't want to at first, but like now, it's just, it's a habit, definitely. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things, and like I said, it's bad to say, but it's easier to comply mm-hmm. than it it's, is to fight it. It's not that bad. Especially honestly, because... Once you get a little used to it. They've mm-hmm. started, like in the in the calf, they've actually started threatening us that if you move, if you even move a chair to the next table over to sit with your friends, your ass is getting kicked out. You do it twice, you get uh, your, your privileges revoked for a week. So if you depend solely on the calf food to live day to day, you're screwed. <laughs> so just don't move any chairs. But you I, don't keep 12 cans of Spam in your room at all times? The fact that you eat Spam disgusts me. Spam is the saltiest, Ugh. nastiest... It's canned meat. It can't be good. Well, in a way, all meat is in a can, but the can is just skin. Yeah, a skin can. Yeah. I don't like the idea of that. Don't say that. Skin can. Okay, your meat is constantly in a can, except it's cold. Well, the bones are actually below the meat, now that I think of it. So, yeah, your skin is a can. Uh, we're supposed uh, to be talking about sports. Yeah, guys, and sorry. we're talking about skin yeah. cans. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, we got, a little, we got a little sidetracked there. but uh, Is Spam not a good way to get your protein for the day? No, Spam is disgusting. I mean, it's I've mean, never had spam, so like, I mean, if you're like, if you're we'll broke, a can of spam. it's essentially like unseasoned meat, but that you put in a sandwich and then put it's sauce on. It's super salty. Yeah. I, I sometimes get the little salt on. Yeah. If you're a broke college kid, probably definitely, but. <laughs> it's like, it's like three bucks at the store for a can and it makes like, you know, a week's worth of sandwiches. I don't know. It makes several sandwiches. You know what you could do is just buy some ham, cheese, and bread. Well, I mean, obviously I use bread. With my spa- I don't just eat it with a spoon, my dude. I wouldn't be surprised. That would be a little weird. <laughs> I could clearly see you going out, pitching a tent, and like some wilderness place. Okay, well, we're talking about spam that I eat here, and I do not. When I'm in at college, I'm not eating like cans of spam with a spoon. And besides, honestly, if you want like an all-in-one meal, why don't you just get a can of beans? If I and you wouldn't beans. need bread. Yeah. But, but I feel like beans need brown sugar and ketchup. Or troglodyte. No. Like get... Chocolate? What is that? What? What is that? <laughs> it's a primitive... It's like a caveman. Don't worry about don't it. Don't call me a caveman. No, I mean like... Uh, <laughs> there are beans that... The, if you go to the shop, there are beans that are like suspended. You, I mean, not suspended, but they have like, you know, the soft sort of with it. You know. Like baked beans, I mean. In the can. You know, am I making sense? Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> so, I'm not saying go grab a can of, like, plain pinto beans and just eat them with a spoon. That would be ridiculous. <laughs> okay. I think spam in general is ridiculous. I like spam. I don't know why we got off onto that topic. Ty, is there, any, is there any references yeah. towards uh, professional athletes in spam? Probably not. Yeah. I they're, don't know. We, we were, like, I don't even know what we were just, we're odd, honestly, and then we got to spam. So no, yeah, okay. what's it like uh, being a school athlete? Yeah, school, sports, and school in general. Let's talk about that. I learned a lot from it, and yeah. I don't regret ever doing anything I did sports-wise. I learned, uh, I learned how to use your mindset to the best of your ability through cross-country. The, uh, the mindset of one step further, one more mile, only, just, only a half more mile, just keep going, keep running. Mm-hmm. Um, it taught me how to work as a team and as a, a collaborative group, uh, which is a really useful skill in life, as well as the mindset group um, or mental toughness group thing. 
um, taught me a lot of respect, and, and I think sports really kind of helped shape me into the guy I am today. Uh, I like to think of myself as a pretty hardworking uh, student, and a, uh, well, part of me wants to say respectful guy, but I'm sure other people have to say otherwise, <laughs> but that's their opinion, I suppose. Yeah, I totally agree with what Micah just said. Like, when I was in sports, I like I pushed myself every day to like get better at what I do and or what I was doing, and just built my character, respect with people, and became basically became who I was today, like a hardworking gentleman or guy or whatever I want to call myself. <laughs> but uh, uh, so my senior year, I. Didn't I ended up not doing cross country my senior year? I did it freshman through junior. Senior year, I decided I wanted to do football, uh, and I I kind of got some heat for it uh, from some people, um, but I did it because I I felt like I learned what I I came to learn in cross country, and to me cross country wasn't just me running because I liked running. It was more of uh, I I really I had things that I wanted to learn, and one of the things Woods told me was. Uh, hey, this will teach you a lot in your life. Running will running will do a lot for you in your life, and you can solve a lot of your issues by running and thinking. You can't and run away from your problems, my man. Get out of here. <laughs> and uh, I I felt like I learned everything I could learn from that. And uh, my junior and senior year, I started talking to Coach Michaels a lot more. Uh, and him and I became a little bit more of a had a little bit more of a student to coach relationship. And that's kind of what drew me towards football my senior year. And, like, I, I knew I wasn't going to play a lot of football. <laughs> I knew I wasn't built for it. I had a runner's body. I had a runner's legs and everything. I wasn't, I wasn't built to be bumping shoulders with people. My hand-eye coordination went out the window as soon as eighth grade ended. Um, be it as it may, I wasn't even that good in eighth grade. I was just never really built to be a football player. But I, I, I knew I wasn't going to play much, but I knew that Coach Michaels had a lot to teach me. Uh, I knew that I would really uh, learn a lot from joining our football team. It wasn't about the playing to me. It was about the uh, the atmosphere and the opportunities that it would bring for me to learn and better myself as a as a man and mm-hmm. as a future dad and a future husband. Uh, so if someone wants to share this and tag Coach Michaels to it, uh, if you have listened this far... Um, Huge shout out to him for building the character of literally hundreds of students over the years. Uh, that that man is a perfect example of uh, someone going out of their way to shape our society for the better and not taking his own self-interest into account, purely uh, acting on the, on, the, on the hope of creating better men out of us. Mm-hmm. That's important. It really is. The big thing. I have a lot of respect for that man. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, a lot of respect for any coaches out there. Mm-hmm. Any, oh, yeah. any, any, anyone who's willing to go out of their way like that to teach kids, especially if not they the not them, especially if they are uh, focusing more about you know, like we said with football, faith, and family and stuff like that before the sport. Um, that that takes a lot to be that kind of a person to put other things in front of the sport you're teaching and the sport that you want to be shown successful in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I actually want to give a shout out to uh, John Thomas. He was my track, well, basketball and track coach 
and he like yeah he he honestly like pushed me every day to be the best who I can and like so junior year I got hurt like I had a hip flexor problem and I could only run like one race basically and that it aggravated again and senior year came around and he was telling me like he like actually felt really bad for me because like I got hurt and he was like he just he was like worried like I wasn't gonna come back to like myself and like just not run as like the best as I could and he felt real bad for it and it's really interesting to watch all how invested coaches get with their athletes mm-hmm. and he always he was there for me whenever I needed and like I can say I was a teacher aide and he like he really enjoyed me being there and like helping out the students because I I helped out the students and he was really thankful for that and how just my character was and he just really thought I was a pretty nice person and I just like thank him for being my coach and yeah a lot a lot of times when we think of coaches we think of them and and this is just kind of reiterating even everything I just said but a lot of times when we think of coaches we're thinking you know oh they coach football or they coach track and and really we a lot of times for a majority of coaches I should say not all coaches are like this but a majority of them are and mm-hmm. those are the really good coaches uh, but they're not really sports coaches they're they're life coaches um they teach us about who we need to be and who we should be. And they teach us to take greed out of our life. They tell us, uh, you do your job. Let's take football, for example. Execute your job, learn how to do it right. And as long as everyone does that, everything will, everything's going to go as planned. In life, when you, when you get a real job, you do your job, you do it right, you do what's asked of you, everyone else does theirs. The whatever you're working for or whatever you're doing is going to run smoothly. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay. sure people don't think of that at the time as that kind of a lesson, but it, it corresponds perfectly. Oh, yeah. My high school was a little bit, I'm not going to say like rough because, you know, it was just a high school, but it had its share of problems. But our coaches were always like, I, never, I didn't do sports in high school, but um, all of our coaches were really, uh, I think, positive forces on the school in general and really tried to get, you know, our sports kids not to, you know, get involved with drugs or committing crimes out in the community and they usually worked when they tried to convince kids not to do that so I think just in and of itself um, I'd like to thank our coaches for doing that so shout out to like coach Cochran and all that mm-hmm. yeah really interesting I'm kind of hitting this point right now where I'm just like coaches meant a lot more to me in, in, mm-hmm. in sports than just coaches and yeah, that makes definitely. Think. Uh, uh, what's your plan to do are you going to be a coach um, yeah, uh, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know about like a high school or mm-hmm. middle school, but maybe definitely like younger kids wise, maybe. So currently you're studying... What is, you're studying like a phys ed kind like, of Like what are you currently well, studying? So it's like, it's called health and human performance. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of like an umbrella degree. You can go and do anything. It's... I mean, I could go get a coaching minor if I wanted to. Mm. I don't know if I will. But if anything, I'll just, like, so I could go do, like, PT, OT, chiropractic, mm. or something else. But if I wanted to go coach, maybe when I was, like, older, mm. and I don't know about 
high school wise, but I just you could I always just, be like a volunteer coach for yeah. like Parks and Rec or something. Mm-hmm. Right? And you can always like I mean you can always do the whole you know you start as a you know you're not starting at the top you just kind of join in and then you learn the way and then sooner or later if you prove yourself you get to the top kind of thing. Or, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think you'd be really happy as a coach if you found your yourself in that sort of position sometime in your life. Uh, especially if you remember remember some of the things we talked about today, um, just knowing that the efforts that you make will help make changes in kids' life. It will help them steer away from alcoholism. Will help them steer away from drug abuse and help them build stronger ties with their family and friends. And um, yeah, yeah, definitely. It really does help kids stay on the right path. I think, which I don't know, depending on your high school, can be a really big deal and mean a lot of things. Mean a lot to these kids but was that that we talk about was that high school or did we yeah, I guess so okay after a while I'll wait yeah you just sort of get into the groove I guess alright well, Ty's never done anything like this and yeah. Sean and I this is our third episode that we've recorded yeah uh, so hope- forgive us if we just sound weird or unmotivated I don't mm-hmm. know we're just kind of walking Ty through it well yeah we don't really know what we're doing either sooner or later I'll try and drag Ty on again for something else mm-hmm. uh, but hopefully so I guess for the last couple minutes here I'm just going to kind of talk about this show in general uh, so what we got planned for you guys tomorrow is we have a oh okay that's my bad uh, <laughs> I forgot this is Friday episode so, in case you guys don't know, we record these before, and mm-hmm. Sean's going to try and say we don't, but we do. What? Uh, of course we do. Uh, you think we get up at 6 a.m. every morning to record these? Yeah, that's just not feasible for a college student, but we also still want to keep creating content uh, for people to listen to. Uh, so we record these beforehand, and I, I accidentally... Well, I record my other podcast at 6 a.m. every morning. Oh, my. Yeah, no thank you. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we do that, and I, I accidentally goofed, and I said, tomorrow, well, uh, tomorrow. Well, this is supposed to be Friday's episode, Yeah, this so. is supposed to be, I'm, I'm confused, because we're out of order here. So, we recorded Tuesday's episode <laughs> earlier, and then we're getting ready to record, we're recording Friday's episode now, and then after this episode, we're going to go back and record Wednesday's episode, which, if you guys listened to Wednesday's episode, that was with, uh, Doug Bennett, he was a ex-multi-million dollar business owner who got caught with narcotics and uh, drug paraphernalia and went to prison for three and a half years. Uh, really, really cool episode. Uh, I promise so, yeah. you I guys, promise you go guys back in time it. and listen to the Wednesday episode, please. Uh, I, I promise you guys will love it. If you guys haven't listened to it yet, please go back and uh, listen in on that. Um, it's crazy to think this is the fifth episode chronologically that we're going to upload, isn't it? Yeah. And we plan on coming back five days a week, business days, Monday through Friday. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I do encourage you guys to go back and if you missed any episodes, go back and watch those. Uh, we're doing the best we can to try and make sure we're creating uh, auditory, auditorily pleasing content while at the same time trying to at least get you to learn one thing uh, yeah. to like, start off your day. We'd like hopefully for this to be at some point good enough um, to become like a staple of your morning routine, I guess. Yeah. If that's that'd be pretty cool. Maybe sounds a little bit conceited of me, but I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Could try and schedule it earlier in the morning. Yeah, I mean eight eight. Uh, that's enough to get like the nine to five workers. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's see. So 
What I should be saying is the Monday, th this coming Monday, which will be the Monday after the Friday you're listening to this, if you have stayed up with what we were just talking about. Yeah, this is probably, why are we even talking about this? Uh, this coming Monday, we'll be talking about, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about uh, the election, just touch on it a little bit. I feel like people have probably heard enough about the election or are tired of hearing it. Uh, and we'll, we're going to turn back and we're going to get a discuss more about how uh, politics has become more involved in our everyday life and how uh, politics is being used both in good ways and bad ways to either unite certain groups of people or uh, divide. divide lots of people yeah. lots and lots of people divide lots of people um, and we'll look on large scale and then we'll kind of break it down into uh, colleges and friend groups and stuff like that um, workplaces, I think. Workplaces. Um, something yeah. really, really interesting. So I hope we have some interest. We've got some interesting things in the pipeline. Is what we're trying to say. Yeah. yeah. Something really, really fun that I'm really looking forward to, and I hope everybody tunes into. Uh, oh, we yeah. will be having the dean of students on for an educational episode over student health. So um, anyone here who's from Emporia State University, stay tuned for that. And have we even shared this with? I don't think so. Yet? We will. Uh, Dean of Students here at ESU is going to come on and she's going to talk with us about uh, some student concerns. Even if you're a parent, I encourage you to listen in on this, especially if you have kids in college or in school in general. Uh, this will affect high school kids too. Uh, some of the things we talk about affects high school kids as well. Um, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, sleep, depression, uh, how COVID is affecting us right now and how we can help our peers uh, through times like this and help them through situations when you notice they may be going through something with drug abuse or alcohol abuse and then we'll just be talking about student relations in general. Uh, it'll be a very informal uh, episode with a lot of good information with a really really good gal that I got a chance to talk to a little bit. Uh, her, her name is Lynn uh, Hobson. Lynn Hobson. Yeah. Dean of Students. Dean of Students here at ESU. So a really important person around here. Yeah. Really excited to meet her. I have not gotten to meet her. She is currently out of town right now, and I'm um, really looking forward to getting to meet up with her. So yeah, that's almost that's about all the time we have. So I'd just like to thank Ty for coming on our show and putting up with us. Yeah, thank you guys for uh, inviting me on and letting me talk about oh. what I had to say about sports and stuff. Yeah, it was a fun episode. I hope you come on hope, again yeah. sometime. Yeah, hope you had a good, so. a good first time experience. Hopefully we can... Maybe next time we can kind of narrow in a topic a little bit more and we can get you to discuss a little bit about that. Maybe when sports starts to resume again in full. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think Definitely. we'll be... Uh, we got basketball coming up, so here, yeah. in, here in a couple months, we can surely have you on to talk about basketball from here at ESU. Oh, yeah. For I'm the time being, uh, I'm Michael Romines. I'm your host here with Sean Singer and our guest, Ty Hermish. Thank you all for tuning in. Please make sure to like, comment. Uh, if you have any comments or, uh, or questions... questions. Or if you just want to say hi, we'll be sure to please get drop back us and... a line on any of our social media pages or email us uh, anytime. I think that's listed on Anchor or something. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, and if you have any questions or topics that you want us to bring up on this podcast, please let us know, and we will. And be sure to go check us out on Facebook at Project America. It will have the same logo as this album, uh, and I will be sharing links. And please share this with your friends and family, as we believe it is important that everyone opens their minds a little bit about topics that concern us in our everyday life. If you like what we're talking about, please help us spread this little movement.
Thank you. And goodbye.